This week on the show, we welcome back our good friend, Twitch streamer and creator of MGSV, the definitive movie, Adam Online. Yeah, this is a chocolate peanut butter porter, and it's called Sweet Baby Jesus. It's from uh, a brewery in Maryland called Duclaw. Duclaw, yeah. Yeah, that shit is chronic. They do a lot of stuff like that, if you recognize the name, Nitroid. I do not, but I will make a recommendation. I went to, when I was visiting family, I went to my favorite pizza place, and they, you know, rotate out all the local beers and just, you know, random stuff. And uh, this isn't a local one that they had, but the the owner recommended it. It was called Sweetwater Blue. You ever heard of this? Uh-uh. It's a blueberry beer. But how do they taste? It is one of the best I have ever had. Tasty. I'm open to that. And it was it, it was so good that my wife, who hates and I mean hates beer, tried it out of curiosity and was like, "Whoa, this is really good." Yeah, I mean, at this point, we're not really drinking beer. It's it's something else. Was it like a sour? <laughs> no, it's just it tastes like blueberry beer. I don't I don't even know how to explain it. Was it like a ghost? Because they have like that a what sh- it, a ghost is G O S E like there's a bunch of like fruity shit that's a ghost and it's kind of a uh, like a I have no lower idea. alcohol there's like God I, I just it, had one it was like a Ninja Turtle ghost and it was like berries and pomegranate and all this shit it tastes like juice like it's it's not I looked it up it's like four point six percent yeah I imagine you couldn't have an evening on it right probably be a bit too sweet after a couple. No, it was it was really subtle. Yeah, that's it's like a end of the night. Like when you've like when you've been drinking, drinking, then you kind of like you want a little more. It's like you don't want to like go over. It's like that's when you kind of have the ghosts. You have like cranberry. Yeah. And no, this was really drinkable. Types. So this is a this is a wheat ale. This is like this is more of like a citrusy, hopsy. Okay. Not not so hoppy, but I've I've seen shit like this before. It was really good. This is my uh, current poison. Okay, we're in live chat. That is fancy as hell. Oh, yeah. Welsh gold, they call it. It's like, you fucking savages with your flavored drinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can recommend it. I don't know if you guys can get it over there. They pour this what? down the rocks of a mountain and into a bottle made of crystal. and Like, yeah, get out of here. I mean, you're not, you're not quite wrong. You're not too far wrong. It's, uh, it's, it's brewed in the, the foothills of the... Uh, Oh, God damn it, uh, foothills. The, the Bracken Mountains, so they use the, the mountain water. <laughs> it's always the foothills. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm Fingers. Hey, everyone. This is Days Ahead. And I'm Nitroid. You're listening to the Kojima Frequency. At least it's not like um, Crystal Skull Vodka, where Dan Aykroyd talks about how like they filter it with what? What is it? Herkimer Diamonds, which is just like <laughs> cubic zirconia or something. <laughs> I guess that makes it better. Hey, we got Shane and the listeners. What's up, Shane? Shane. Hey. Hey, Shane. For real though, Crystal Head Vodka is amazing. Like I, I, I don't care what BS marketing is behind it. Whatever they're doing to make that stuff, it is. I, I didn't know there could be such a thing as a sippable vodka. Vodka makes me an angry drunk, so I, this is, that is like a full stop right there. It was clean. <laughs> and like we made the most 90s as fuck mixer with it. 
So we figure we've got Dan Aykroyd's vodka and Crystal Pepsi was back out. So we got some of that. <laughs> but also Ecto Cooler was back out. So we got some of that. So like we made the ultimate 90s cocktail and we called it a Belushi. Aww. <laughs> yeah, it just it seemed appropriate. I just know if I want days to go berserk, I just get a, like a, a vodka Red Bull and be like, go. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that like a nuke. Yeah. <laughs> go and stop. May, maybe on the MGO night. Oh, fuck. Days get on the vodka. What's an MGO? Wait, wait. I'm sorry, sir. What's an MGO? I'm sorry. What's your name? Is this, is this Outland? I'm sorry. It's what, been too long. What talent, what talent points do I spec in this MGO? Sorry. No, <laughs> it has been too long. We need to get uh, back into it now they got the new maps. Oh, for yeah. sure, yeah. We need to do, like, a community thing. Well, in yeah, order we... to use the new maps, you have to have a modded uh, PS3. <clears throat> That's what I was going to say, yeah. So we can either pile into someone else's room, or someone can bite the bullet and get the custom firmware. Right, yeah, yeah. The caveat is that you can you can play on those maps as long as somebody else is hosting if you don't have a modded PS3. But to host... You have to have a modded PS3. So, who wants to risk their PSN account? Um, not it. <laughs> Those ghosts. Dead silence. I've got a spare PS3 here. I can <laughs> probably use. No, not Adam. Just volunteered. <laughs> I look it. into it. I'll see. Uh, see what the crack is with that. Like I said, I've got a spare PS3. Just kind of gathering dust. See how uh, involved it is. So, Adam. Yeah. You are our first return guest. Oh, I'm honored. Yeah, thanks, guys. I, I haven't thanked you yet, but uh, cheers for having me back on. Really, yeah, uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, buddy. Absolutely, it's good to have you back. Yeah, we had a good time last time. Yeah. So, fill us in. What have you been up to in the meantime? So, since my uh, foray into speedrunning, dip, dip my toes into the waters there. Uh, I've been using Twitch channel points to give players control basically over the game over metal gear while i'm playing it um for better or worse now that sounds sadistic uh yeah like, a little masochistic like <laughs> I, you know like a little pinch the, of masochism there yeah i was gonna say the longer i get to know you the more i'm starting to think you're masochistic because first it's <laughs> like all these races against like I remember you offered me to like race me in Resident Evil, and I was like, "Come on, man!" And then now you're like, like at the mercy of the Twitch audience with Venom Snake. So yeah, I guess the first question, like Finger said, is why. Yeah, you're basically um, like letting like your little brother just like stomp on your controller at any time. It's like okay, yeah, that's how <laughs> so you're like setting to yourself you, right? up to be a glutton for punishment here. <laughs> I described it to you as it's kind of like, you know, when you were younger. You're playing your SNES or your um, your Sega with your with your younger sibling, and you give them the second controller, but it's not plugged in. You know, yeah. it's kind of like that, except the second controller can call in airstrikes when you <laughs> when you're playing MJ. <laughs> oh, Sports, basically, or just empty your yeah. clip, or you know, just yeah. yeah. So I mean, oh, that's... it's I've always allowed backseat gaming in my channel. I know that's a bit of a faux pas on Twitch, but I've always kind of enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. um, especially when playing Metal Gear, because there are so many knowledgeable people out there um, who will join me in my chat that I'm, I'm always learning something new. You know, I've been playing Metal Gear for 20 years, and there's always someone in chat who, you know, knows this strat or that strat. You know, especially going back to the speedrunning stuff, you know, while I was learning that, always someone in chat who 
you know, was able to help me out and had a good tidbit um, to share. So it was just kind of like the next step. This sounds suspiciously like the Grand Theft Auto V Chaos mod. Have you ever heard of this? Uh, I think I have. Go, go ahead, though. Remind me. Um, well, I don't know too much about it. I've watched a couple streams, but the idea is that there are random effects that can be triggered at either specific intervals or by Twitch chat that will do all sorts of random things like from from just, you know, mundane, innocent things like everybody now wears green shirts to your car is now in the middle of the Air Force Base. You know, like it'll just do absolutely random stuff. I saw one that like (laughs) I saw one that called in a meteor strike and and like you started having like giant rocks falling from the sky. And so like the goal is to try and beat the game despite all of the insanity going on around you. And this sort of sounds like that. Yeah, and, and to give people a little bit of context here, because I, I feel like we just kind of jumped in, is is Adam is our friend, uh, but he also does this thing where, and Twitch, and I'll have you explain it a little better, on Twitch, when you redeem channel points, um, you get Venom Snake, you can get Venom Snake to do things, you can change the environment, um, a lot of crazy shit. And like, unlike the chaos mod, he actually, from my understanding, you like built this from the ground up, right? Or using, you know, yeah, I'm using them um, from the ground up using my existing mods. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I started it with MGS five, um, just because you know, Infinite Heaven and various other mods allow you to do all sorts of stuff. Infinite Heaven, in particular, has a lot of short key uh, shortcuts, controller shortcuts, keyboard shortcuts, you know, for changing the alert state of the guards, um, putting them on caution mode. Um, there's a shortcut that makes them move kind of like 10 times faster than they usually do, which my chat particularly likes. Oh, jeez. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I've seen them use that against you. You're like sneaking up on a guard. You're like just about to get yeah. him and then pew, he just takes off. And he's you're gone. Like, That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so Infinite Heaven uh, provides a lot of, of opportunities like that. There's a lot of, like I say, shortcuts that, I like to do all sorts of different stuff, and because it's just keybinds, um, like I say, I use an app called Touch Portal, and that um, basically it just listens out to Twitch chat um, for point redeems. So if you know someone wants to redeem, make the guard guards go ten times faster, it um, you know it does a key press totally out of my control, and just <laughs> sends the guard flying away, or calls in an airstrike, or you know makes Snake fire a shot or something like that. Yeah, so that's great. <laughs> It's really good fun, surprisingly. <laughs> I, when I when I first got into it, I was like, "Oh, what am I? What am I setting myself up for with this?" But it's actually really fun, and yeah, there's a lot of really really great moments that come from it. Especially with the game you're like so familiar with too. It's like at, at that point you're like, "All right, yeah, just just fuck me up, like do whatever." So, you know, I'll be able to handle it and figure it out. You know, you got the yeah, experience exactly right. Yeah, it's a new new way to play after you know. All these years, I, and I felt the same with speed running too. This is your chapter three. Just <laughs> this is my chapter three exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Make your own chapter three. That's the lesson of this episode, guys. You pulled a hotline, Miami. They're like, you do it. Maybe, maybe the real <laughs> chapter three were the friends we made along the way. God damn it, Nitrate. <laughs> <laughs> so, how much uh, variety do you have in this thing? Like. Is it just limited to things that Infinite Heaven can can sort of put in, or um, no? Like, so, so like for example, could somebody uh, 
trigger random enemies to show up or could they trigger uh, supply drops for random items, things like that? Yes. Um, I don't have it implemented. Um, I need to look into it a little bit further, but um, I I believe it's Infinite Heaven. Um, I need to get my facts straight on this, but I think Infinite Heaven can write to the um, some of like the mission files and stuff that define what's going on in the world at that time. Um, so it, it may very well be possible. So I'm, I'm looking into it. Um, but I, I have some that are linked to the mods, um, like speeding up the soldiers, changing the caution state. Um, I have a similar setup in, in MGS2 as well, but there, there are some redeems that are a little bit more manual. So for example, um, I have one that allows you to, allows the chat to slow down time. Basically, um, it makes Snake use the uh, Noctis sign-in, I think it is. Um, slows down time. So, oh no, sorry, Noctis sign-in sees through walls. I have that too. Um, <laughs> but I have to manually put those items in a specific point in Snake's inventory. You know, you've got the radial wheel. Oh, one on I the left, you. one down. And it basically, it holds, I think it's one or three, something like that on the numpad, and then down on the on the on the keypad to select that item. So it's it's quite some of it's manual and then some of it's a little bit more uh you know using shortcuts via the mods and things. I'm going to have to get in touch with you later after the show cuz I really want to try this. Oh for sure it's good fun <laughs> I would recommend it definitely. It's so curious how you kind of worked through the implementation for this cuz I know you've been and and we're going to get to this topic later. I know you've been pretty What's the word I'm looking for? I know you're pretty you you can make Metal Gears pretty malleable from what I've seen with your like your movie work. Sure. And and now you decide to use it for this like masochistic endeavor. Like how did how did it go from like point A to point B, I guess, in terms of thinking, hey, I should torture myself with this. I th- I think the the idea came to me um I was playing Final Fantasy 14 and I had a page set up that had all my all my spells bound to it. Um, so instead of learning, you know, key combinations, I just had a macro setup. And I thought, oh, maybe I could do the same um, for MGS5, you know, have a button for going, quickly going into free cam mode or, or whatever. And it just kind of went from there, really. I was, I was just thinking, oh, it, it just came to me, you know, how, how, how cool would it be to have chat be able to do this stuff? And lo and behold, Touchball has that feature that allows it to listen out to, to Twitch chat. And yeah. Um, so it was kind of it, it kind of came from streamlining my process for making videos. I kind of, I guess it kind of came from there. I was like, right, set of macros for that. And then it just kind of dawned on me, just clicked that, oh, I could perhaps give, you know, chat control of the game for some of these aspects. And it started with MGS5, because I, I know my way around, you know, the mods and, and the game itself. Um and then from there I've I've implemented it for MGS1 because there's a PC port. MGS2, because there's a PC port and also um uh, a, a training tool that kind of acts almost infinite heaven like in that it allows you to you know do things like change the the caution state um of soldiers change the evasion state give yourself all items it hotkeys the items which mgs2 pc doesn't do but mgs1 does um so yeah it just kind of all evolved from mgs5 really so what's the worst thing that's happened as a result of this system uh, chat are getting pr- pretty good at um there's there's a cheap reward which is just you know make snake do a dive so it's cheap <laughs> the cooldown's low on it so that, you know they can spam it every sort of five minutes 
So I'll be like um, fighting quiet, for example, and I'll be up on the archway and you know, I'll be looking for quiet. Someone will just trigger that and Snake just dives off the edge. And that's it. Got to start Simple again. Simple but effective. Simple but effective. Some of the more expensive redeems that I've got set up is um, Kill Raiden or Snake in MGS2. Um, people have kind of learned now that they're kind of, they're working together in chat to kind of screw me over in the, you know, the most, with the maximum uh, effect. <laughs> so like, you know, waiting for me to finish fighting the rays at the end and then just boom, suicide start again. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Just, just things like that. See, I, haven't, yeah. I haven't had a chance to go to your like MGS one or two stream. So I'm pretty curious about this, but now I, I don't know if I want to hear about it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's no, it's all in good fun. It's all in good uh, fun. <laughs> what else? But yeah, no, what else can you do? Like, I know you've kind of explained it, but sort of what what have you been implementing with MGS 1 and 2? And, you know, do you plan on continuing with those or do you have any other games on your sites? I, I really oh, hope definitely. you don't plan with 14 because you're, that's oh, like, no, no. you're fucking with like nine <laughs> other people in your free company. But yeah, exactly sorry, right. Seven other yeah. people, right? Yeah, so there, you know, there are some games um, like I do like Milsim and stuff. So I haven't implemented it for games like that because it's ruining other people's fun, right? Um, but I've, like I say, I've, I've got it for MGS. Ten K points to drop from the Praetorium. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly. Um, but I do want to do it for MGS three as well. But it's a little bit more difficult, seeing as it, it's never had a, you know, a, na a native PC port. Um, obviously you can emulate it and that might be something I look into, but, um, I'm actually going to look into something that, uh, Apache smash told me about. Shout out Apache smash. Woo, shout out. Shout out to Apache. Yeah. Um, he told, it's, it's a, a gimmicks adapter. The speedrunners use it. It, it hooks into the PC, um, and then feeds into, sends the signals down to the console. I'm not too sure what speedrunners use it for. It might be for, you know, showing buttons on screen, show it, you know, like demonstrating what buttons are being pressed and, and stuff like that. Um, I'd have to check with him. But what I'd be able to use it for is if I'm, you know, if I bind X. So if I wanted to make Snake get down on the ground um, or if chat wanted to do that, at, you know, and it, in opportune time, uh, I could use the gimmicks adapter to, to press X on my keyboard, for example, you know, uh, and make the console think that the controller is being pressed. So I've, I want to do it for MGS3 um, as well. I think that's, that's the next step. Um, but yeah. Sheesh. Now if we could just get a damn PC port for it. Right? Oh, I know. Yeah, that would be, uh, that would be a dream. I'm four as well. While they're at it, do four too, please. I was going to say, this all seems like the one big reason why it needs to be a PC port is because everything that you described on top of emulating on top of streaming, sounds like you're like gonna blow up your PC. It's so resource intensive. <laughs> yeah, it can be. Um, oh, I had an uh, update to my PC and it just broke everything today, so I was panicking um, ahead of the stream, uh, ahead of the the show actually. But I managed to get it all working in time. But <laughs> yeah, stuff breaks, especially when there's a lot of moving parts, which uh, which there is when I when I use this kind of setup. Right, lots of uh, lots of dependencies. Yeah, I wonder if you could do this with Death Stranding. I have done it with Death Stranding. Oh, yeah. Um, again, it's more of a manual approach because there's no real modding scene for Death Stranding, as, as far as I'm aware, anyway. So it's it's very much manual. You know, press this key, press that key. Um, but um, right, 
Is there a reason there's not really a modding scene for Death Stranding? Is like the engine just have people not cracked it or? I think people have. I think the initial reason um, is because of uh, De Novo. It, it kind of came bundled with De Novo. Um, I, I think that that might be it, but it might just be you know um, a lack of interest in it maybe. But yeah, because I could have yeah. sworn I was going to see like Snake in there on day one, but you know it's just not happening. Yeah, I was I was kind of looking for after after the fantastic modern scene that MGS Five has. I was oh yeah kind of looking forward to the same thing from Death Stranding. Yeah, you know? I thought people were going to go nuts, but and then the other way around, they had they put Sam and fucking. <laughs> Well, even with MGSV, it took a while for the modding community to sort of kick in. There were a lot of things in place that made it difficult to mod. Um, you know, it was it was several years before uh, Snakebite came on the scene, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I think. Um, yeah, I believe I believe so. Which, which um, for anybody who doesn't know, Snakebite is is a mod manager for for the game. Yeah, it's 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 fantastic. It's um, it makes modern MGS five simple. Um, and they're, they're doing a lot of, um, a lot of great stuff, uh, over at Modders Heaven in, in terms of, you know, cracking Fox engine, you know, figuring out, you know, the file formats and how it does this and that. I'd love to be able to speak about it in length, but I'm, I'm very much just a, an end user when it comes to the mods really. But, um, they're doing, doing some great stuff, you know, new Bro, maps and I'm trying to that. crack into Modders Heaven to get a guest. Don't get me started. It's not from lack of trying, <laughs> believe me. Sure. The one thing I'm really waiting for, and I've seen a little bit of progress on this in the past, but I haven't kept up on it, was um, I think it was called Fox Kit. I could be wrong about that, but it was um, an early map editor for the game yeah, that would um, uh, hook into Unity so that you could create custom maps. Yeah, they're using that. They're using Fox Kit. Um, I've used Fox Kit a little bit to... Uh, mostly, mostly for the like the machinimas that I make. Um, if if I want guards to do specific things, be in specific places, I can use it to modify modify routes. Um, I've created the odd side op as well um, that you can put into the game, and you can create custom routes like that. Um, Whoa! Using using Foxkit, it's um okay. So that's so that's far enough along now that people can just pick it up and and run with it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, it's uh, in yeah, it's it's relatively user friendly. The guys over at Modest Heaven, you know, will give you pointers if you need them. Um, but you can you can create missions now, um, and some of the missions that that people are creating are just fantastic. I I, I make some basic ones, um, like I say, just modifying soldier routes and things like that. But um, some of the stuff that can be done now is is really really interesting. So, is it open enough that you could actually make a custom map? itself like not just guard routes not just missions within the existing maps but entirely new ones yeah that's being done um you've probably seen the pictures Jeez. right of um <laughs> oh uh, right you know the um, the mgs shadow moses and shadow moses yeah all that all that stuff so it's it's all all being done i believe with fox kit um man so it's far enough along, along now that you can do that yeah that's really cool need to get some vr missions in there yeah Oh my god, that'd be so. Just thinking of the visuals there, that'd be sick. right. Uh, I think we've talked about putting like VR assets into, or how pretty VR assets would be in Fox Kit, or I think they might have implemented them. I, I forget, but man, um, that's actually a good. Thank you for bringing up your machinima, Adam, because that is actually sure. a good segue into the other thing that we wanted to talk to you about. Was um, 
you don't just implement modifications in Metal Gear to um, to hurt yourself. Um, <laughs> you also use them for your machinima work, which very recently you started working on. And I apologize if I get the title of this wrong. Um, it's all right. The Metal Gear Solid Five film. Yeah, um, um, that has an official title. I'm not sure. I've uh, I've called it the the definitive movie. Um, kind of. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm going with. Um, so I'd I'd always wanted to do. I, I made I made like a Machinima series um, called Tales from Other Base, and it was kind of just kind of a story from the perspective of you know your your average diamond dogs grunt like the missions that they get sent on you know you're you're in your idroid you're sending them on these you know these uh outer ops i don't think mgs5 calls it outer ops does it anyway you, you know you're sending your your diamond dogs on missions i just i just kind of wanted to make a, a machinima based on you know what th- those guys were doing kind of off screen um and i'd, al- I'd always wanted to make um a movie of mgs5 kind of in the vein of um you know like kafka productions you know that kind of stuff um but using sort of cinematic gameplay uh, so moving the camera around changing the angles up to to bridge those cutscenes together um so yeah I've, I've got some of the way through I've, I've got quite a long way to go but i'm currently on a hero's way and i'm, I'm nearly finished with that um but it's good fun um how long is this gonna be I'm not sure. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm, are you trying to like condense it down a lot, or are you trying to like just keep? I it, will you know, keep probably everything in, do that. Of, yeah, just I'll, sort of I'll, distill it into the main story beats. I think I will. Yeah, I th- you know, if I was if I was to do every single um, you know episode, it yeah, yeah. It'd probably drag out a little bit, right? Um, so I'm I'm on it here as way now. Yeah, because like you mentioned. Kefka Productions, he he, he kind of does that with like just you know he splices in a little bit of the gameplay to like connect you know so it's not just like cutscene 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 but it's it's pretty much straightforward gameplay whereas you're going in and getting sure. more like cinematic shots to kind of blend it all in together more. That's the idea, yeah. And yeah. it was an idea I'd had for quite a long time, um, but to to kind of go go take it back to the modding a little bit, um, it wasn't it wasn't possible. Um, I didn't want to do it because I couldn't do it for Ground Zeroes. Um, Ground Zeroes doesn't have Infinite Heaven, so I can't move the camera around. Um, I mean, it's probably possible, but not with my uh, know-how or whatever. So it wasn't until uh, Caplag managed to port um, Camp Omega into the Phantom Pain um, that I was then able to... Caplag, I'm on the show! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But yeah, as soon as... as Camp Omega made it into MGS5. Um, I was then able to. I was like, okay, well, well I'll I'll have a go at this um, MGS5 movie because it wouldn't be complete without Ground Zeroes, right? So, so what? I'm curious as to because I, I I've seen some of your streams where <laughs> you've been trying to record stuff and you're trying to manipulate Venom while also like like manipulating some other aspect while also thinking oh fuck i forgot i modded this guard's path so i can't get the shot i need like yeah. how like is is there is it how hard is it to sort of spin all those plates at once so some of it's a uh, you're relying on a bit of rng for some of it so there was a there was a scene i did recently um of from one angle a guard was climbing a ladder um and it was one particular skin on this guard and i needed to um, I needed to get the same shot from a different angle, and 
the guards, I'd, I'd exited out, gone to the ACC, came back into the mission. And when you do that, the guards randomize the, their appearance. So there was a guard that looked the same as the guard that I needed to climb this ladder. Um, so I had to continually randomize their routes in order to um, get the guard that I needed to climb this ladder. It's, it takes quite a long time and there's, there's a bit of RNG involved, but uh, yeah. Um, but manipulating Snake as well as the camera can be pretty difficult sometimes because he doesn't always do what you want him to do. Um, yeah, so. Oh, I mean, shit. I mean, I it's it's I I find it really impressive <laughs> just because it's like the game's already difficult enough to play, like let alone let alone. What am I trying to say here? The bull's hitting me. Um, it's it's I I can't imagine what it's like. You know, trying to trying to control all of those different aspects while also trying to make sure it has the quality and fidelity that you want for this project. I'd rather just play the fucking game. So <laughs> I'm so impressed by, by what you're doing there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad you like it. Yeah, I say I'm, I'll have a hero's way ready sometime soon. Um, hopefully this weekend. But yeah, sounds good. Um, I was going to make a joke about the MGS4 race, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh right. I feel really bad. I was talking to that with Stealth the other day and he was like like we've been going through a lot of shit with this guild lately and I was just oh, yeah. like, "Hey, I'm talking to Adam tomorrow. How about that MGS4 race?" And then there was like silence and then we all just started laughing. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's kind of dropped off the radar, right? With uh, him, with him fell in a wow uh, hole. Him and Liam are just like I can't even uh, it's 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 like I'm on one level because if I go any deeper, I'll my brain will implode. But those guys <laughs> like they have the capacity to just like. Fucking I can't even describe it. Liam's just turned into a whole different human being. You have to see it. MMOs are serious business. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I don't know why this oh, is, yeah. this is this doesn't seem very surprising to you guys, because I know you both are. Well, we're the wow whores. You guys are the the fourteen sluts. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I'm still kind of a casual there, but <laughs> but I'm already yeah. rocking to the twinning. So you know, it's it's, it's got its claws into me. You know, it's interesting because I find that wow and at least wow classic and fourteen are two very quality but very different MMO experiences. Um, where I think someone said that 14 was an RPG MMO, whereas WoW is an MMORPG, where it's like... That makes 14, sense, yeah. You're like You're playing through an RPG like as, as the main character, and then there's, you know, for some of the larger engagements, there's like an MMO component, whereas like WoW is like... Sometimes I feel with my guild I'm in a cult, but you are uh, you are welcome to come over to the 14 side with us. I can't do it. I can't. Give I can't. <laughs> no, you're too invested <laughs> in WoW, right? It's true, and I know I appreciate you guys understanding. Uh, yeah, but I'm not uh, going to blabber about MMOs. If you guys want to cut this out, I just wanted to make sure Adam knew that we were okay. <laughs> <laughs> Your friends are okay, Adam. That's why we got That's you cool. on the show to tell That's you good. that. 
It's good to know they're all right. Yeah, I'm sure uh, <laughs> Stealth will reemerge from his wow hole at some point. Uh, he does it from time to time, and I'm sure we'll uh, we'll pick up with uh, with race. I think we were considering yes. race three point five, which would be portable ops, and then uh, race four for MGS four. Then afterwards, I I uh, I think that's the plan. As soon as we get this content on farm, man, I'll make sure. <laughs> so speaking of coming out of their hole, which there's a <laughs> there's a segue for you. Yeah, Kojima's Kojima posting again about Metal uh, Gear. Yeah. Great segue. Pretty pretty weird yeah. feeling, but it's late, a good one. Late night fun facts about Metal Gear. Yeah. Um, yeah. Talking about like the, the pocket station integral minigame. Yeah, I was looking at, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, apparently you can emulate pocket station shit. I don't know what that's about, but. You can, uh, you can, yeah. The the thing with the pocket station, and I've, I never had one, but um, I've seen sort of how it works. It's, God, it's been, it's been a while. Um, it was like a a, a, a a quasi social thing where you had to develop a cure for Fox die by connecting with other people who had pocket stations. I was going to say, it looks like Shane's describing it in here. Got to share pocket station data with five friends to get Fox die shit. Yeah. <laughs> and if you if you got it all, then it unlocked the ninja missions in in the VR disc. Uh, which otherwise you have to put in a ton of work to to get that. I know that's my favorite part of the PC integral port is that I don't have to put in the work for that. So that's good to know. So much fun. And they give you like barely any missions. They give you like, like, yeah, uh, it's like I, three. Do, I wanted to do a, you know what? A pleasant surprise from that was I got through the, the ninja missions and I was like, okay, but the puzzle missions, those were a real treat. Oh, I love the puzzle missions. Those are probably the most fun for me, the puzzle right. ones. But yeah, no, he came out of nowhere with that stuff. And then, like, uh, Fingers had posted that screenshot of uh, Colonel calling Snake a broke bitch for not having a, a stereo TV and that got a retweet. And, <laughs> yeah, lots of good stuff come out. Yeah, I mean, that, that was something that, I didn't think a lot of people knew about because the first time I played MGS one, it was in like this like side bedroom and like we had the small TV in there and it was, I think it was even black and white, but it just had that one speaker on it. And, uh, yeah, I remember during that fight, they were just like, I remember just being fucking class shamed by Colonel and Naomi. It was just class like, shame. You know, <laughs> but, uh, use your ears, snake. You should be able to tell where he's coming from by the sound of his rotor blades. Huh? Snake, you're not using a stereo TV? It can't be. A mono TV. <clears throat> well, Colonel, there's nothing we can do about it. I guess you're right. Snake, don't worry about it. There's more to being a good person than just having a stereo television. You can do it just the way you are. Mono TV. Yeah, so I mean, it was it was uh it was kind of you know an annoying day getting all those notifications after that, but you know that's what a Kojima retweet does. Yeah, you got that. <laughs> yeah, the Kojima bump. Everybody sees. Yeah, it. I think that's that's one of those like that's actually a secret. I think not too many people know about because I think most people played that on a stereo TV by that time. So there's another uh, similar thing in there, uh, where if you don't have a um a working second controller port, there's a contingency for beating Psycho Mantis. And this one's more well-known, where if you if you die, I think it's two or three times, something like that, um, then there's an alternate strategy 
for beating Psycho Mantis. It's the one where you shoot having... off the mask, right? Yeah, you, you shoot the bandages off the masks on the on the busts on either side of the room and it distracts him and then he doesn't read your moves anymore. It's like, I have to see these ugly faces like mine. Yeah, um, and and they even reference that in, in MGS4 if you call the colonel during uh, the, the Screaming Mantis fight. I didn't know that. Oh, that's a new I one to me to... as well. Yeah. So does this mean, like, I don't know, like, Kojima hasn't really posted about Metal Gear in, like, a long time. Well, like, to be well, fair. I, I don't know if there's some, like, NDA or, or like, some kind of, like, thing that has broken or, like, you know, like, expired by now or, I don't know, it just, it seems weird from a, he, I don't think there was any legal he, action. But. He did also post, like, fun facts about, I think, I saw, like, I think a few about, like, Snatcher and yeah. Police Knots. So yeah. maybe he was just like wine drunk and was like, <laughs> "I'm letting out these secrets, kids." Like your drunk auntie talking I'll about I'll her previous hookups. <laughs> I'll tell you what I think's happening because he's he has talked about Metal Gear on several occasions post Konami breakup. Yeah, um, it's just not frequent, you know. And I, you know, I, I figured for a while he wasn't going to talk about it because it just. It makes good sense not to, and I'm sure that's a, a sore subject, right? Yeah. But then he sort of like eased back into it for a while there and was talking about five. And I think he talked about Peace Walker a little bit. Um, but then all of a sudden, just like it does seem like the floodgates opened up. And I don't know. I think when it comes to Twitter, Kojima is kind of a a a, a, a chaotic lawful. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Is that the right word? Feels the fire at times, right? Yeah, yeah. He just kind of, yeah. He just sort of. No, it's not chaotic lawful. That's I'm getting how this. I'm getting how these say, charts you've got work. Them, you've got you've got uh, two. I've got them the, backwards. Uh, yeah, yeah. You got two of the extremes on the same thing. But I mean, chaotic good. Chaotic, chaotic good. Of, there we go. Yeah, chaotic, chaotic good. Chaotic good. That's it. I thought that was intentional. Sorry. Chaotic neutral, according to some people. No, I don't. <laughs> Clearly, I don't play enough RPGs. Uh, but he just sort of tweets whatever he wants, you know? It's it's all at his whim. So you were probably thinking chaotic neutral then. Um, But, I mean, it's always with good intent, you know? Because he, I mean, for a while there, he was just tweeting photos of flowers. He was doing his, like, movie blurbs and stuff, too. He's been back doing that and talking about how he's having a hard time editing, using Premiere and shit. It's just been a while. So he, I think he's... I think right now he's in uh, like creative mode because it seems like when he starts working on trailers and starts putting stuff out like that, that's when his, you know, his uh, <laughs> his gears start turning. And uh, I don't know, like that's and he starts wanting to like talk about the creative process. So maybe he's just getting nostalgic. I don't know. Could be. He made a comment recently. I could have swore he made a comment about trying to to talk about movies on Twitter. Did, did either of you catch that, or am I imagining this? Oh, when he uh, was like, sometimes I like to write about movies, and but it's 280 characters. It had 280 in it yeah. since that. Yeah. Okay, was that a low-key acknowledgement of the Saw Captain Marvel tweet? I don't know. And, like, is he aware of what people think when he does that? Uh, he tweeted, I try to tweet my thoughts on novels slash movies I recommend, but as it only allows 280 words, I had to characters. <laughs> I had to cut slash add words, which ends up with the strange sentences. Because of that, 
habit, my official comments on novels and movies inevitably turn out to be long, though short ones have more impact. So I don't know. And yeah, when he just says like saw. Yeah. It's just like, Like, damn. All right. Like, is he aware of the memes about him? Like, he's got to be on some level. Yeah. This is from the man who brought us. I'm wearing a rainbow shirt, but I am not a gay. (laughs) And uh, farewell sausage. And farewell sausage. I say that every morning during breakfast. Chaotic good. I'm a fan of big corn. I'm I'm partial. I'm a huge fan of Eggs Benedict. So the tweet where he's like, Eggs Benedict look like boobies. I I think about that every brunch, every brunch. I still think the the best for me is just I'm okay. That's uh, oh after, after the all the, right. the tsunami god. stuff. Oh my god! I think about that every time there's like a earthquake or some loud sound. I think about tweeting out I'm okay. I feel that energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's had like, some I absolute want, gems. It's nice to see him active again, though. I don't want you guys to be worried about me, but I also kind of don't want attention from this. Yeah. So do you think we're going to get a new Death Stranding trailer like for the for the director's yeah. cut here soon? They said it was a week, something like weeks away, which could God, that could mean anything. What do we got coming up? Tokyo Game Show? Is that happening this year? That's uh, September, I want to say. Um, What's hope we get something before that? What's between now and then? Yeah, uh, when's like, Gamescom? That's usually September, isn't it? I think. I don't know. Hopefully, between now and September, somebody can get the man a better fucking keyboard than what he's working with. Because Jesus Christ! Oh, are you talking about the the HP keyboard he had on his desk? <laughs> yeah, that thing looked pathetic. <laughs> that is the exact keyboard I have at work, bro. <laughs> I mean, it was provided by work. I mean, is it bad that I like I like those kind of keyboards though? I like the flat keys. I'm surprised he doesn't have a mechanical. But he has like he has like Sony money though. Yeah. But yeah, some people some people like some people still rock that like twenty dollar Logitech keyboard you can get. Everybody knows the one. The membrane janks. They uh. work. They work. And I mean that's his Windows PC. If you look at his other stuff, like he clearly likes to work on the Mac more. Yeah. I'll tell you what I did learn. Uh that I did not know. And he used Microsoft Edge. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, that's unforgivable. I saw that was open. <laughs> yeah. I picked up on that as well. Um, but one thing I thought was interesting is, uh, did you see his mouse? Can't believe we're talking about like his freaking desk accessories. Jesus Christ. What was Um, his mouse? If it was like what he was having for lunch, that'd be a little weird, but we're nerds. So it's okay (laughs) to talk about the peripherals. I did not know that Logitech in Japan is called Logic Cool. Oh, huh. Like, they, they have a different L-O-G-I-C-O-O-L, Logic Cool, because apparently uh, Logitech uh, was a name that was already trademarked in Japan when our Logitech went over and tried to get into the market over there. So they had to rebrand. Hmm. Hmm, interesting. It's sort of like how there's TJ Maxx in America, but then there's TK Maxx in, uh, in Europe. Is there really? Yeah. Can't confirm. Whoa. Which one came first? Dude, I don't know. Probably J. Comes before K. Like, yeah. Just move the letter down one more. We're good. <laughs> we're good. We're good. Uh, well, you know, it, it does coincide with some guy. God, I don't know his full name, but his last name is Grub. 
talking about there's some sort of letter of intent signed between Microsoft and Kojima that's going to be some visionary, like, there's with some vision of some cloud-based game gaming. I'm probably not saying that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he's going to yeah. get that uh, Microsoft money next. Get himself a raise a mouse. So there's been talk with that with that director guy. Like they've been talking about like some you know like digital future of gaming, and they're I don't know cloud based. That's that's not specific enough for me. But I, I don't know for for me that whole that whole partnership or whatever the the letter of intent. You know, it's not it's not like signing him away from PlayStation. That's one thing a lot of people are like immediately thinking like, oh, it's going to be exclusive. You know, like it's like well, no, he's. He's going to still do stuff, but this just kind of like shows that they're both wanting to work together and Microsoft is going to let him in like and use their technology. That's my understanding of it. Can I be the stick in the mud here? Go ahead. Okay, because I've seen a lot of conversations surrounding this. uh, I don't even think partnership is the right word. This association slash plan to have a plan with Microsoft. Uh, it just strikes me as much ado about nothing. And and I'll, I'll tell you why. So if you listen to Jeff Grubb, who is the, the person who essentially broke this story and has been, uh, you know, the one cited for for pretty much every single report on it. Um, and you listen to how he describes it. You can distill the entire uh, story into Kojima and Microsoft have signed a paper to state that maybe they will work together at some point. If the stars align, if everything works out, which is the most non-story I have ever heard. And it's been stretched into this giant headline that then apparently people have created a... uh, I guess there's a poll going around, or not a poll, but a uh, uh, a petition to have Kojima not do it, which is, of course, really? petition- petitions are the dumbest things ever. And I've seen uh, blogs reporting on this petition, but here's the thing. It's like 200 people. Okay? <laughs> that's that's not yeah, news. That, that's that's, that's an mean... angry. That's an angry, not very busy Discord server. That's, that's what that a, is. Yeah. Very <laughs> impulsive. That's, I've honestly stopped listening it's nothing. to all of it. Or any, yeah. any anything that comes out about Kojima, unless it's unless it's from his Twitter, or right? Sony's just drown out the noise, you know. Yeah, and that's the other point to make is that, um, there's not really any guarantee that this story is true. A lot of people are going, "Well, Jeff Grubb said it, and he's very well known." Okay, but he's been wrong about a lot of stuff in the past with regards to things like Elden Ring, Cyberpunk, Scarlet Nexus, Xbox Game Pass, PS5 performance. The I don't want to shit talk a guy I don't know on our podcast, but he, like most people who, you know, sort of ride the rumor train and get their, you know, their account traffic from it, they will cling on to popular rumors. And every once in a while, it'll hit the bullseye and that will make them look credible, even if there's nothing substantial under the source that they may be operating under in one situation or another. So, you know, could Kojima work with Microsoft? Sure. Why not? Maybe. I don't know. I have no insight as to how the business is structured or what 
sort of exclusivity deals he has or anything like that. But I wouldn't take Grubb's word for it. And that's my two cents. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> but like you say, right, someone's, someone's going to be right about their vague rumor at some point or another, and then they're gonna they're gonna get all the brownie points for that. But it, exactly, a lot of these rumors they're just they're just so vague. It's like, oh, Kojima might work with one of the, you know, biggest platform holders in the video games industry. Like, how? Okay, that's possible. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it's it's meaningless. It's meaningless yeah. fluff. I think so many people kind of associate him with PlayStation and, you know, the, and, you know, the PC, you know, they've got Death Stranding on that, of course, but he's been like a PlayStation guy, you know what I mean? So like for, so for this switch up to kind of, you know, we, we got the, the HD collection on like 360 and shit, but yeah, and like they made it available, but you know what I'm saying? Like it, it just always seemed like, you know, him and PlayStation were the ones that went back. So, sure, but but at the same least, time, people know, have the memories of Goldfish because Metal Gear Rising was first announced at the Xbox at the Xbox keynote. Yeah. So, like, this yeah, is so he's not... never been like against against working with them. I think I think that's yeah. Or it's like okay, great. Yeah, like this good, is, they're working together again. But it's yeah. This is adolescent console war shit. Adolescent. I think this project. Like if if it were you know to be a thing, this will be something that is exclusive to Xbox. But he's still going to be working and doing his his PlayStation cool. thing too. Then that, I'll that's get my, an Xbox. You know, yeah, you know, <laughs> just I, I man, I not like anybody can get him right now anyway. You know, I just I don't know. It 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 annoys me because like like Adam said, it's going to come to a point where one of these rumors is going to end up, uh, and I, I don't want to say the rumor comes true because that's not quite right, but they're going to end up being correct because they're so obvious about certain things that would predictably happen over the course of time Yeah, that the people who spread these rumors are going to be like, see, I knew all along. I know what yeah. I'm talking about. I got the inside scoop. And no, you didn't. No, you threw a dart at the board blindfolded and got lucky. Yeah, I mean, with this Ugh. with this being like a supposed letter of intent, like a, a document being signed, it feels like that's something that should be able to, you know, like yeah, someone should be able to dig that record up and be like, "Yep, here it is," and then people can confirm it. But I don't sure. think I haven't followed up on the story to be. I, I don't well, really care that much. That's even as Grub described it, it, even as he described it, it was, "Hey, we will try to work together on something if everything sort of works out," which is a which is like. The the most complicated way of saying maybe I've ever heard. Yeah, that's that's kind of, in my understanding, it's like a good faith kind of sure. Like, but also we'll it let means... you we'll let you we'll let you in like to see how like just what the like as far as technology and stuff like that goes on that side. It's like cool. You're not just gonna come in and be a spy and then dip out and not make anything. That's like I don't know if that's like the reason for this document to yeah. to go off with trade secrets. You know, like is that what's that's what was basically being signed here. Well, not a big deal. I guess. Um, it's just, can you, can you imagine if we went back to like, um, like 20, go back to 2015 or 2016, whenever Kojima was on his, his tour across the globe, looking for a new engine to use for his next game before he finally settled yeah. on Decima. Can you imagine 
if there was a similar rumor mill for every single studio he visited during that period, like we don't yeah. even know how many he went to. Yeah, but, they did. They did show off a, a few, but yeah, you're right. There's probably just, more that didn't even make the Twitter post. The, the reactions that people have to these sort of stories just speak to how little people understand about how the professional world works, because they think it's they think it's this big deal and it's business as usual. It just seemed very from from the surface level. It seemed very like just promotional, like hey. He supports this initiative, and if the stars, like you said, if the stars align, then, you know, there might be a potential partnership in this, but, you know, nothing outside of that. I'm not expecting, you know, Koji Pro to be the the system seller for the next Xbox, but, you know, what do I know? Yeah, and we did have the, that announcement this, like, in the middle of the week where Sony was acquiring, what was it, House... I don't know how to say it, House Marquee or House Marks. I don't know. Um, and then some people had shown there that there was a picture that showed them welcoming Bluepoint to the family. But now I, I just now like did a follow up on that, and it looks like uh, Bluepoint is shooting that down as a rumor. So, well, that's interesting. I, I didn't. Um, oh, let me. I didn't let me see the follow up on here. that. I know that's like I I thought that that uh, image eventually poured out, but I just checked on it right before I started talking about it, and uh, seems like Blue Point's denying it. It's a pretty big twist. Or they might just you know they could just be you know just playing dumb until it gets announced later in the week or something when they eventually announce it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm looking through this article you linked, and I'm I'm trying to sort of find a source on it. Um, yeah, I just did a quick goog. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's game rant for one, which they were they were riding the the you know, that was one of the biggest supporters of the Tom Olson economy. I'll tell you, they 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 did five articles on Tom Olson. Journalism has changed. Yeah, seriously. And they're citing games radar, which is just slightly less of a of a hack rag. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) So, you know, um, I, I got to dig through here, and and maybe there's a nugget of truth about four citations back. But man, like, ugh. it says that according to Games Radar, it says that what they're calling out is that they added in the description a fully independent funded studio that wasn't previously in the bio. Okay, that doesn't um, mean anything. <laughs> yeah, and so it, that created that article, which created the other article. Which God, I mean, it's to be fair. I mean that I've had as someone who hosts a lot of documentation at work, I have had moments where people have assumed the wrong thing about my product, and we're just like, let's make a hot fix to that shit quickly, or that that cut consumer facing shit quickly. But I don't think it's enough. To, I don't know if it's enough to necessarily warrant the I mean, rippling effect that it has. No, and most of the people writing these stories are either the most brain-dead gamer bros or teenagers. So, it, this isn't exactly seasoned journalism. You know, the the trust the the number you could count the number of trustworthy voices in games journalism on one hand. It's hard out here. Sorry. I'm I'm a little I'm a little heated. This is a I don't I don't know if you guys know this or not, but but I'm not a big fan of the rumor mill. Yeah, we know. <laughs> have, have I talked about this before? 
<laughs> I mean, and that's like the best thing you can do to like contribute or to help it like not grow any bigger is like don't talk about it, don't don't reference the thing. Like it, it all like helps it like trend even more, and just like just ignore the shit you don't want to hear about, and that seems to knock it down. But everybody like jumping in front of it like this isn't you know it's like well great you just gave that post reach and now it's gonna hit more people fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, but then wait, what wait, do we was... rant about yeah i know i know we're all bored but what's that one uh vice was it a vice thing or a meme or like a hard drive p- page but like there was um there was a, a fake headline that was like you know, here's our news story where we paid someone freelance to say that the thing you like is the crap that you, yeah. because Google and Facebook <laughs> ate the it. digital ad market and now hate clicks are the only way we can make money. <laughs> so on point. Yeah, <laughs> it's true, though. Yeah. Yeah. Sony did get that uh, that other company, too. Was it uh, Nixus? They do like PC ports. So that's. that's yeah, I don't know much about them. Yeah, but it does seem like they're sort of leaning more into doing PC uh, software with their, you know, tentpole titles, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I I do like that. Um, they're they're following that trend of adding stuff. MGS4 and PC when? God, seriously. Now, if you got the hardware for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Without melting your PC. But um, <laughs> I, you know, we got Days Gone. We've got Horizon. I, I do, you know, obviously Death Stranding. I do like the trend of stuff coming to PC as well. I'm, I'm quite enjoying that. I'm a little worried because I did notice that in the Death Stranding Director's Cut trailer, there was only a PS5 logo. Uh, and I feel oh, yeah, like we're it not would getting be, that on PS4. <laughs> it would be such a great injustice if it wasn't on PC, though. Like, because it looks so good on PC. The, the Director's Cut? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, that would be my preferred. <clears throat> platform to be honest because just just because getting your hands on a ps5 is just impossible at this point but um that's where it seems like a lot of this is just you know yeah like there's like incentive now they're like well shit we can only sell but so many copies because there's just not that many ps5 owners out there there's a cap to it so yeah that's why they announced god of war would be coming to ps4 as well right i, I suspect yep because <laughs> they need to shift those units and they can't do it if it's just on ps5 yeah isn't this what square did with um with part of Intergrade, the 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 sort of uh, director's cut, whatever you want to call it, of Final Fantasy VII Remake, where they, um, you know, they they had all the enhancements you could get, I think, on the PS4 version. But I actually don't know what is available on the PS4 and what's available on the 5. But I think the Yuffie mission that they added is you can only get that on the 5. I believe so. Yeah. The case. Yeah. Which, you know. That's yeah, fine it's, and all, so so long as, you know, people can actually get the system. I haven't seen anything like this since the PS2. Oh, God, yeah. I just really wanted to play Tekken Tag, man. <laughs> that was the best. Oh, so, so good. good. Uh, but on the other side of the spectrum, like, and this is so much lamer than fucking, uh, than the, all this, this Sony news and this Kojima news is that Konami is apparently partnering with Blooper, the guys who made the Blair Witch game, the guys who made, uh, God, what's that, what's that, like, PT clone? They made Observer. Layers of Fear. Yeah, they made Observer, too. Um, 
Observer actually looked pretty good. I never played that, but that that looked okay. Uh, Blair Witch looked like shit, but I have to say, uh, I really enjoyed Blair Witch when I played it. Okay, yeah, Just that's like of, I, I didn't even like. I saw like one trailer, maybe and it was like, eh. yeah, it was. So uh, that, that was a good time. Like, I, I want to hear about it if it's. It was a little rough around the edges, and yeah, and it's probably a one and done type game. You know, there's gotcha. no real, you know, there's no replay value to it, and you know, once you've been jump scared once you're not going to get the same sort of effect out of it but yeah. i enjoyed it for what it was yeah oh i was gonna say from from the criticism that i've seen or just the the overall what i've seen about them it seems like their games like you said they're very like one and done like the the first experience is great but the games are also extreme extremely derivative so it's it's not very it doesn't feel very like original or meaningful which uh, the second aspect of that meaningful as we know is is a huge part of Silent Hill Silent Hill has there's a lot of meaning behind its design and its stories and and its characters so people have valid concerns if they think you know Blooper is going to be responsible for this um but I can't Pass a judgment because I've not really played any of their games. I've yeah, just, I, yeah, I just haven't played any that's, of them. <laughs> that's where I am too. I have not played a single blooper game, but uh, Observer looked interesting, and I mean, I like Rutger Hauer, so probably check that out. But and to be honest with you, like at the end of the day, I figure if there is going to be some sort of like reemergence of Silent Hill. I mean, it would probably be more akin to what we got towards the latter end of the series, where it was like, yeah. you know, an okay-ish Western developer taking care of the series or, or developing games, which this is kind of what it's sounding like right now. But It seems like they do a lot of, like, first-person stuff, too. Yeah. that's Well, that's I was going to say, that was la- I know that they did Layers of Fear, which was, like, super derivative of PT, so I'm not sure if maybe that was the catalyst of Konami reaching out, or... I mean, we're we're definitely filling in the blanks yeah. here when it comes to blooper plus Konami equals Silent Hill, because there's there's absolutely no proof that that's what the deal is for, but at the same time, I mean, given the kind of games that blooper or bloober i like is it bloober or blooper that's how little i know about these guys <laughs> it is bloober fuck oh, i thought it was blooper god damn it oh my god it's bloober yeah i just i just bloober? now noticed okay. that <laughs> oh god sorry bloober Dude, that's so much fun to say we love you um just going through their catalog though it's kind of a safe assumption what Konami would want to work with them on. Their tagline on their website says, we're an independent game development studio focusing on creating psychological horror games unlike any other on the market. Mm. So it's, I mean, that's their bread and butter, apparently. So what other uh, psychological horror games does Konami have under their belt? Uh, Exactly. yeah, this is kind of, I mean, I think there actually it's, are it's some, deductive. but I don't remember yeah, I mean, what they are. Yeah, watch them pull out. They're like, this is some <laughs> old NES game that you've never heard of that was only released in Japan. We're like, motherfuckers. Yeah, it's going to be like. I do want to try out that Getsu Fumiden like game. Okami though. Kakushi or something. <laughs> like one of their oh old God, visual I novels. I was thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on on the note, real quick, just before we kind of stray away from Silent Hill, I will say that on the subject of Western Studios doing Silent Hill, uh, I did like uh, Shattered Memories a lot because it was very unconventional to what you would expect from Silent Hill, which is 
kind of perfectly Silent Hill, if you think about it. I thought that Shattered Memories had some interesting ideas. And God, I feel like I'm about to. I feel like this is this is an indictment on the Wii, which it absolutely <laughs> is. But I feel like it had great ideas that may not have been executed the best, and that's not necessarily the game's fault. Yeah, I would like yeah, to I'm see. I'm still blaming the Wii. Fair enough. I would like to see Shattered Memories, something like that, done with a better budget in VR and with uh, something better than the just run away from the bad guys segments, though I get that. Like, um, Shattered Memories, God, we could we could talk about that for a long time and, and we may have to one of these days, but that is a ga- an example of a game that I think was too clever for its own good. Yeah, that's a good way of describing it rather than, oh, I mean, just making an excuse to ramble about the Wii. Because they tried to work everything into the theme uh, to a fault. And doing so made the game kind of a slog at times. Um, Their whole like like the the did did any of you play like other than days? Did any of you play it? I didn't actually know. Nope. So. One of the major elements in the game is that there's no combat. Um, occasionally, enemies will show up and you have to escape from them. Uh, the entire rather than than, you know, the. Uh, the industrial, very hot, very red, fiery sort of rustic look that you see when the when the other world sort of, uh, you know, comes into play in previous Silent Hill games. This one goes the other direction. And everything freezes over into ice. Huh. Okay. Um, and and there's a like a very specific purpose for this. The idea that the main character is trying to repress memories that they are uncomfortable with. The en- the enemies in the game are literally called raw shocks, like Rorschach. Right? It's a play on words, which again, it's they're trying to be too clever, and it, it sort of hurts them. Um, but whenever these situations happen where the character is forced to sort of deal with the dissonance between what he believes and what his actual memories are. Uh, Everything freezes into place and you have to escape these monsters, which are kind of like your past coming back to get you. And he's like, he's running from his memories. Like it's, it's all very like cleverly psychological, but in execution, it's, it's kind of like awkward. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't work from a gameplay perspective, but it works from a meta perspective. And that's the problem with the game. But like I had a really good time with it, and it's got probably one of the best twists in a game I have ever seen. Um, I I particularly and this was I don't want to say this. This this was what I was kind of referring to with um, the game having good ideas, but couldn't be executed to their full potential. I really liked what they did with how the game tonally and thematically could change depending on your psych profile. Yes. So yeah, you, you have this psych profile that you build up and like if if you're like a sex pest, um, you know, the, the shot raw shocks would be more like sexually oriented. They'd look like something more akin to like what James would see in Silent Hill 2, whereas wasn't there one that was like like about addiction? Yeah, like and then there's one. Yeah, they all had very qualities that represented, you know, whatever your psych profile was addressing. Right. And then your side characters also were their designs were manipulated based off of 
you know, what your psych profile mentioned. So like, for example, you know, if, if you were more, again, if you were more of like, if you were flagged as a sex pest, then Sybil would have like her, Sybil Bennett would have her, her police uniform buttoned down a bit more. And again, it, it couldn't be the most subtle because it was on the Wii. <laughs> but Nintendo's not going to have any of that. <laughs> I think that, well, also because of the technology too. Like, there's only I feel like there's only so much you can do in terms of execution of that type of gameplay. But I could see it having some potential um, in the future. So, if there's a Western game that they have to base things off of, try try Shattered Memories at least. Yeah, not Homecoming or Downpour, please. Just please no. Yeah, bring bring corn back. But yeah, just to just to put a fine point on it. Um, I'm assuming both of you guys played Silent Hill 2, right? I've played Silent Hill 1, and I haven't played yeah. any of the others. I was always a Resident Evil kid growing me. up. Yeah, swear to God. Whoa! Swear down. Oh yeah, we're about to do that board game too. This is one of those, like, you have to play it before you die games. Like, mandatory. Yeah, I'll have to get around to it, I think. I gotta get you a copy. Yeah, I want to revisit them. I I played them like back when they first came out. I was much younger, but uh, uh I'm gonna spoil something from it if that's all right. Yeah, go ahead. I won't. I won't There's... spoil the twist from the game, but this game is extremely old, and you've probably heard the main spoiler anyway. It's my own fault by this point, so uh, it's fine. Wait, no, wait. I'm not gonna spoil the main twist. I'm not gonna spoil the main twist. I'm not. I promise. Uh, I am gonna spoil a mechanic though, which is that in the game the ending is determined somewhat passively, not actively. It's not like you pick a dialogue choice and that sends you down a path. It's more the things you sort of do uh, as you're playing, and it sort of ranks that accordingly. So in the game, if you um, make decisions that are self-destructive more often, and it, it can be as subtle as looking at an item in your inventory too much, then the game will steer towards a self-destructive ending. Okay? But but it's not like a, an enormous component of Silent Hill 2. For the most part, the game plays out the same. It's only near the end that it sort of deviates, right? Um, in Shattered Memories, that's the whole game. That's, that's kind of what we were getting at. That's like the main device that it uses, gotcha. Yeah. Exactly. Every little thing you do passively adjusts the kind of experience you're having. So if you look at sexy posters on the wall too often, or if you pick up to, like items that are, uh, you, you use too many healing items, you know, too many drugs, things like that. I think that was what it was. Is that what it was? I think that's what it was. Yeah. yeah like one of them, I, I'm basing this off of what like Sybil and Dahlia looked like. Yeah. So I remember like sexy Sybil and like emaciated Dahlia and. But, but it's all very passive. Oh yes. I found it. On paper. That sounds amazing. Sorry. That's we kind of, we, like <laughs> we sort of went off on a tangent here. <laughs> yeah. We do that a lot here nowadays. Adam, <laughs> if you haven't, since you haven't been here wow, for a while, but I'm just kidding. TLDR, play Shattered Memories in Silent Hill 2. It's really good. Yeah, I think uh, I think I will. Um, that does sound really good. There is a guide. There's like a pic, like a like a ping, like a JPEG or a, a ping picture. I found it, and it it basically breaks down how you can play two and three 
like in the best possible fidelity. Oh shit! On uh, on PC, and I'm gonna put this. Yeah, don't play the HD collection for the love of God. That's what I hear. Yeah, I hear it's not great. I'm gonna put this in the chat, and then I'm gonna also make it a Patreon. We're just kidding. Um, I'll put it on my Twitter <laughs> or something. But yeah, no, definitely, definitely give it a shot. Yeah, I've uh, got some homework. I think I'll I'll let you guys know how I get on with it. Dude, you gotta do uh, you gotta do the uh, the whole mod thing with chat with Silent Hill. Just oh, if I can play it on PC, that yeah. could absolutely happen. Yeah, <laughs> we could we can make that happen. Dude, that'd be dope. Yeah, Adam, we appreciate you coming back on, man. And we had we had fun with you. It's always an easy oh, conversation with you. Yeah, pleasure's all mine, guys. Thank you very much for having me back on. Absolutely, and I'm gonna be picking your brain later about some of these mods. Oh, by all means, definitely. There's there's a lot of good stuff out there. A lot of good stuff. Yeah, and if you want to plug where people can find all that fun stuff that you're doing, you can go ahead with that. Yeah, absolutely. So you can you can find me uh, twitch.tv forward slash Adam underscore online. Uh, most weekends on a Saturday, you'll usually catch me uh, playing a, a Kojima game of some kind. Um, and these days with uh, with all sorts of fun, interactive ways to uh, to join in on that fun so uh yeah you can catch me there oh yeah did you say your twitter oh twitter is uh yeah uh, adam online uh b p f awesome all right buddy thanks again for coming on as always it's a good time yeah cheers guys thanks for talking to us adam i'm <laughs> sorry me and your friends got lost in outland yeah no worries dude <laughs> yeah good talking with you man yeah thanks